Mindsetting podcast and another episode of The World Needs the Real You. I'm your host, David. Of course, always with me is my co host, Pablo. Hola. 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 <laughs> Como esta? And today on the, uh, on the podcast, we're talking about the inner child, that little subconscious voice in the background it's basically like your shadow a lot of people are ashamed of it because it can cause you to do a lot of things that you you know wouldn't consciously do like let's say i was on a diet or something like that and you know i don't want to eat this fucking donut right and i I love donuts but i don't want to eat this donut because i'm on a diet my sometimes my inner child will subconsciously I will just pick up that fucking donut and eat it and not even be thinking about it and just find myself eating the fucking donut and I did not mean to do it I don't get mad at myself because that's not what it's all about but that's kind of like what the inner child is to me it's that subconscious little voice in the background that's telling you to do things that's dictating a lot of your actions but you're not conscious about what's going on. It's just it's just dictating things on its own because basically it's programming from way back in the day. It's basically just programming, you know? It's, it's, it's programming from whenever we were a child or from trauma or whatever. And, uh, and, and we're kind of running on autopilot whenever we do some of these things. Yeah, I can see that. Um... The inner child, I wanted to talk about this today because I recently got back from um, mushroom ceremony this weekend, which was amazing. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Um, and you know, I was, I was talking to a friend and I was telling her, I was like, hey, you know, I think she, well, she asked me, she's like, what are your intentions? And I said, I think I, w- I want to find out, you know, is there any deep inner child wounds that I need to heal? And she goes, she's just stopped me. I, I love this girl. She's always like helping me out. But she stopped me. She goes, you know, you don't always have to heal. You know, you could just have fun. And I was like, wow, thank you. So my intention was just to bring out my inner child that night and to have fun, you know. Um, and so instead of focusing on trauma associated with your inner child you just yeah because i was thinking maybe there's there's maybe something deep that i don't remember from childhood that might be harming me now but i can i thought i i I mean i consider i i had a really good childhood so i didn't you know but i was thinking maybe there was something that i don't remember but no i changed my intentions like you know a few days before and i was like okay you know bring out the inner child you know for this ceremony let's let's go ahead and, and just have fun and sure as shit that whole night from beginning to end, it was just, I was blissed out and I was able to be a kid again. I was able to laugh freely and bring this sense of like not caring, no responsibilities, no bills, no no kind, no relationship problems, no drama it was nothing it was like i was there and i was able to be a kid i was i was able to be present as a kid and to me that's what i needed that's what i needed to bring that inner child out 
Because I think as adults, when we get older, we lack that. We lack this having fun type thing we can't let loose what do you mean I have fun all the time yeah but not not as a child like we have fun yeah as an adult but we don't have fun as a child like when's the last time you actually gone out and ran on a swing set and forgot about everything you know and and acted like a child there just free and you think about it how whenever I go to this land and and the people bring their kids I, I I take notice on how free the kids are out there they're running around they're playing they have not a care in the world all and the adults are super serious like, yeah ah, i'm focusing on myself yeah. i'm doing some work right now kids have a good time but this is i i need, I need this <laughs> yeah and i think it's really important and of course we can't have our inner child out 24 7 you know, that's as like an adult, dick hanging out because like, <laughs> walking around yeah, with dick not, out. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what kind of child like walked around with her dick out, but <laughs> uh, whenever I was three, I loved oh, yeah, being I naked. You. you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, take off all my clothes. Ah, you know. I mean, now, yeah, we'd probably get in trouble with our dick hanging out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, reflecting on that this weekend, it was. Um, I realized how important it is, but I realized there is a balance with that. You know, because we we do have to get back to, to reality and take care of our responsibilities and things like that. But how important is to let your inner child out every so often? I mean, it's so liberating and right. having that freedom, letting your inner child out, uh, that's, that's healing in itself. Yeah. Um, you have to have fun sometimes. Probably. Everything can't be serious. Yeah, I, I know, but there's a difference between having fun and like having that inner child fun. Because, okay, say I want to go out and with the adults and I want to go kayaking or something. Like all the guys, we're going we're gonna right. to do a men's trip and go kayaking. You know, that's fun. But we're, we're doing that as adults. You know, we're responsible there. Mm. We're being responsible with, you know, safety with the water and things like that. You know, as a kid, you're not – you don't give a shit. You're right. jumping in that bad boy without a life vest. And, you know, that's see, – see where I'm going with like the responsibility and the adult okay, fun yeah. there. But – yeah, the inner child is just, oh, man, I just had such a blissful experience. And I was able to laugh like I haven't laughed in so long, like like I did when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I haven't done that. And, and so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I laugh a lot and have, you know, joke around with people. But it, this here was just beyond what I expected. Like pure freedom, basically. Yes, pure, pure freedom. freedom. It was so liberating, so liberating. Wow. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wish you could have. I wish you could have came, man. I, 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 like I said, you know, I posted. Yeah, I was there in spirit. In spirit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was. I wanted. To, trust me, I wanted to be there, man. But prior obligations, unfortunately, sometimes you know the adult responsibilities. Yeah. I didn't have time for my inner child that weekend. I got to take care of shit, you know, around the house and work and stuff like that. But you know, I, I'm really glad that you had that experience. And like, I, I honestly like felt. I don't know what I felt, but like I felt like happy, positive energy, like from you. Like I was thinking about you guys. Oh, that night, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I bet your Pablo's out there having the best fucking time. Man, like, I, did too. I know he's out there just cutting it up and having the good time. For some reason, I knew that you weren't going out there to do any 
serious, serious deep diving, yeah. serious healing. You know, I just knew in my heart. I was like, he's going to go. He's going to have some fucking fun. Yeah. Like, they're going to do a blessing for the baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just knew. I was just like, you know what? I, I, I hope that he has as much fun as I think that he's having. Because I, I'm pretty sure he's having a good fucking time. I do have to say that out of all the ceremonies that I've been to, um, that one there was the best one as far as my happiness. I mean, it was just, I, I, I just, I can't even explain how blissful that was. And it was, it's so different. Like you can take mushrooms out at the beach or at home or whatever, but being in a ceremony, it's totally different. The set and the settings and the music. I mean, I was just feeling everything. There, there was actually one point there. Um, it was pretty much the ceremony was closing and the shaman's brother actually had came up with his drum and started to play a song and his brother was visiting from another state i can't remember where, where he was from but um you know i was standing up by the fire and when his brother started playing that song hit the power in his voice it made me drop to my knees it was like i had to give respect to that song and to him singing so i dropped to my knees and i closed my eyes and when i did that and i closed my eyes I felt through his voice in that drum, I felt thousands of years of preservation in that song. I felt every ancestor who, who like kept that song alive and who passed that on. And I felt that, you know, thousands of years back. And I, I started crying because it was such a powerful moment for me. And that was probably my most serious part of the ceremony, but it was just so powerful. The way that he was singing he had this dialect that you don't hear, and it was the dialect of the Native Americans. Okay. They have this like kind of clicky symbol type when they say a word, so it's not like how we speak English. And I heard that click in there, and when I was hearing that, that's what made it powerful because that's what he was preserving, you know, how you actually sing that language. But yeah, 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 man, that was that was super powerful. Other people were out there doing healing and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, and yeah. Anybody and else let their inner child loose? Or? Actually, there was a lady there who was actually going through it. She was having a rough time. She was crying and screaming for her mom. And um, when when I see that, you know, because I'm feeling good, but when I see that, I there was two people going through it. But both times, I got on my knees and I faced them and I started praying for them. Um, and then the shaman would come up and play some music around them or blow smoke on them and try and clear that energy from them. And and both times when I seen the shaman come up and do that, I'm bliss. It, it makes me feel good because I'm looking at them and I'm like, yes, this is what this is all about. This is what this ceremony is all about. People coming for healing and I see him clearing that energy and I'm just feeling so good. you know. And then he goes to the next person that was having an issue. And does the same thing and I'm like I got my hands together in the praying position and I'm like yes I love it this is what this is about we come here to heal and when you see somebody go through that transformation and you see them the next morning and how good they feel it's just it's a great feeling to, to see these transformations while I'm out there but um, I, I did see multiple people having bringing out their inner child that night which was awesome it's like one of the facilitators there um, we call a grandmother she partaked in the medicine that night. She had, I want to say she maybe she had like two cups because they mixed the, the mushrooms with cacao. Um, but me and her were laughing back and forth like in sync. 
Um, we were just, I would hear her laugh, I would laugh, and we were across the circle, but I just, I was laughing so hard most of the night. It, it was just amazing. And face hurt afterwards. Yeah, laughing. yeah, yeah. You know what's funny too? That's that like, good laugh. The next morning, hard. you know, we're talking and she was like, oh, ain't it so beautiful to be a kid again? And when she told me that, you know, the next morning, that's all I thought about that day was our inner child, like how free we were as a kid. And we lose that as an adult. Well, I mean, we kind of have to because we, we have to pay these bills and we have to Not be responsible. Well, some, people, yeah. <laughs> some people stay in the inner child state. Yeah. And, you know, some people don't ever fucking grow up. But, you know, yeah, I, I feel like I think that we all need that every once in a while for sure, you know, because... Because you know, it's kind of like what life's about. It's like, you know, being free and having fun. You know, we, we get stuck, bogged down with the, the mundane life of responsibility. Yeah, and society being keeps us and society, away from which that. Which we kind of didn't really sign up for any of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, actually, I think we did sign up when, yeah, we, well, okay, when well, we signed the contract to come to, to come Earth. Come back to Earth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <But> Touche. <laughs> something else, too, I was thinking about. You know, the inner child is, for some people, is traumatic. You know, because there are there are people who, when they grew as a kid, they didn't have a childhood. You know, there's some there's some people who who both parents were gone all the time. One was working, or one you know the dad was gone, the mom was always working, and and the oldest one had to raise all her siblings. Like, well, how was her how was her childhood? It, right. It's probably not very, uh, not not a good memory for her. So. Having her inner child come out or their inner child come out, how does, you know, how are they supposed to bring that freedom out? Because when she associates that with um, her inner child with like being the, free, it was she wasn't free. Right. She's probably more like trauma is associated with. And that's funny that you bring it up because uh, I'm just going to bring up my father. So my father growing up, um, he had two brothers. And he's a single mom, right? So they grew up in the inner city of Washington, D.C. His mom was always gone. And she was kind of a terrible person. Like, she would kick him and his brothers out of the house so she could, like, hook up with her boyfriend in the house. And my father raised my two uncles. Like, and one of them, he killed himself back when I was in, like, seventh grade or something like that. This is, this is my dad was, like, their dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, always looking out for him. He had to fight for them on the streets. He had to fight for them at home. He was cooking, cleaning, doing all the work. He did everything, you know? He was there for them. Like, his purpose was to take care of them because his mom wasn't doing it. And she kind of stayed like a bitter bitch like her whole entire life. She died a bitter bitch. Like, she did. She was just she was just such a negative, terrible person, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I could, I could never see my dad releasing a positive inner child like the way that you're explaining. Yeah. I've never seen him like that, unfortunately, yeah. because I know that his, his childhood was very, very traumatic, and he still has problems dealing with it today, you know? I mean, I love my father. I think he's a great man. He, he is a great man. He's very intelligent, very loving, very caring, you know what I'm saying? He always stepped up for us. You know, he always put his family first, like, and that's probably where he learned that was yeah. whenever he was young. He had to put his brothers first because if he didn't, nobody else would, and they would have been fucked. They would have yeah. been fucked without him, you know? So, um, I wish that people didn't have to go through that kind of stuff whenever they were young, you know? Me yeah. and you were lucky. You know, I, I did have a good childhood, you know? So, my inner child is, you know, the shadow work I'm doing is I was fucking spoiled, 
You know, so that's that, that's here, my brother. energy. Yeah. Um, you know, I got whatever the, whatever I wanted, whatever I needed, whenever I asked for something, you know, I received it. It was never an issue. And like I said, I never wondered where my next meal was coming from. I always yeah. knew where my bed was and it was always made. And um, but not everybody is that lucky. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't even know how you could even I, I, I don't know. How, how do you heal from something like that? Like. That's, that's a great question, right? Well, for, first, I believe it's awareness. You have to have the awareness of what the issue is. Because some people don't even know. Yeah. Some people grow, you know, they're adults and they don't know why they act the way they are. Oh, they I'm act. sure my dad has no idea why he is. Because he's never done any deep diving within his own psyche yeah. to try to figure out why he does the things that he does. Because he's been successful, so he probably doesn't see any problems with the way that he behaves, even yeah. though I see toxic traits and I oh, see yeah. things that he does that are not necessarily the, the best way to treat people sometimes, you know, I, I, just, I see it. But, you know, since he has made it and has done, you know, I guess what the grand scheme of life is, is he, he had a family, he's got a, a good wife, you know, they've been married for fucking 40, let's see here, I'm, I'm 39, they were married for six years before, so they've been married for 45 years. You know, 45 years. So I'm sure that he doesn't see any problems with any of his behaviors or anything like that. And, you know, I mean, and that's okay. That's, that's, that's perfectly fine. You know, not everybody is put on this earth to learn those lessons. You know, he might've been put on this earth just to raise me, my sister, my brother. And he did it the best way he could regardless. I think, yeah, I mean... I think all of our parents, our, our caretakers, do the best they can with the consciousness that they have. So, yeah, people grow up with shitty, you know, having a shitty childhood. But those caretakers are, they don't know better. You know, if they had a shitty childhood, the caretakers just didn't know better. Mm-hmm. You know, they were maybe alcoholics or drug addicts or just selfish. I don't know. I mean, it could be multiple things. And, and that sucks, but that's just their probably doing the best that they could even though you as an adult think back well they could have done better well yeah everybody could do better like you know i i think that i raised my daughter okay but i know i could have done better i know for a fact i could have um but yeah there's always room for improvement but then you've got that other spectrum where like let's say like you were spoiled whenever you were a kid. So then you grow up and you raise kids, but you're still spoiled. You're still used to getting whatever you want. So you're putting your kids on the back burner because you're spoiled and you, that's not what you, you're not like, you're more interested in getting what you want rather than interested in taking care of them and meeting their needs. Well, you know I, have to, I have to admit that that's, that was probably me because I was spoiled. You know, my parents spoiled me as a child and when I had my daughter, I was still spoiled as far as like, I was drinking a lot throughout my daughter's like, you know, first, I don't know, 15 years of life. And I see what I did was, I was more worried about drinking and hanging out or going to play pool on my pool league nights. Um, Not that I didn't take care of my daughter, but I, I, I did that as a priority. My parties and my get togethers with alcohol, was considered a priority. Um, I did show my daughter a lot of love, but when it comes to having undivided attention, I could have done a lot better if I wasn't drinking at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, after, when I stop drinking, I do see the difference on my 
my attention um, when it comes to her, you know, being able to give fully my attention to her. So it does make a difference. And, and a kid, even even as an, a, you know, a young adult, your child still wants that attention and needs it. And anything that your the caretakers do not give them in their childhood, they're just going to grow up as an adult and in their relationships, they're going to be looking for that in their partner. But there's, and it could be a little needy trust because they didn't get that. It couldn't trust their caretakers to take well, care of it, them. Yeah, it, it does depend though on the level of how bad it was because yeah, they could grow up as an adult with no trust, or they could grow up as an adult with actually being anxious, having an anxious attachment style, and and wanting to cling on, you know, giving fully trusting people, um, but wanting to to like latch on too quickly or being a little more needy than most people and wanting more attention, you know, than most people need. But yeah, it just varies. But I think that's a big, that plays a big role, you know, you, how, how you, how your caretakers took care of you when you were younger. Yeah. I just got to say real quick, last night was the best sleep I've had in probably weeks, man. I, we did last night. Pablo and I, and a couple other guys, we we oh. did a, a hour long meditation at Pablo's house, and it was just it was me, um, buddy Abraham from the Cava Lounge, and what was the other name? Jamie, Julian, 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 and then uh, we did rapé. Uh, 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 yeah, I served. Uh, it's Amazonian tobacco mixed with it's mixed with a few different things. It's a it's a, considered a master plant. Yeah. Um. But I yeah I served everybody after I could have should have done it before, but I served everybody after. But rape has a lot of medicinal benefits, and having it at night, you know, before you go to bed or something, you're yeah you're gonna sleep really really good. Bro, that sleep last night <laughs> was, was good. Incredible. You probably laid out and crashed, huh? Like yeah. Well, I went over to yeah I went over to Jennifer's house, and you know, and I don't even normally get good sleep at her house. Like usually. I don't sleep very well at all because it's just like, I don't know, it's not my house. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I worry about, I know I snore loud as shit. You, whenever you used to live with yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you remember how oh, loud yeah, I snore. I'm loud as hell, but I crashed out. It was such good sleep. It was like inner child sleep. Like the sleep that I got whenever I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I used to get great sleep at my parents' house growing up. And, you know, it's kind of hard to get to sleep these days. Mine's running all over the place and stuff like that. But I haven't done an hour-long meditation in a while. Usually, like 30 minutes or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And that, that hour went by, like, quick. quick yeah. I couldn't believe that it was an yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> was it's like, a, it's a total be. reset. And to me, I think that's the minimum you should do when you do meditation is an hour. Yeah. Um, a straight hour. But, yeah, it's uh, – I'm, I'm glad – that I'm getting this going again. I think, uh, you know, before COVID hit, we were we were doing meditation meetups for an hour at a friend's house, and we were doing that for a while, almost a year. Then COVID hit, then we stopped going to his house, and you know, I know it's all this crap that's going on, but I'm like, man, we got to get this thing going again. So, and I was asking a few people, and I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just gonna start doing it. Yeah. So, and I'm glad I did because you know the, the other guys that came. Um, I talked to them today. I messaged them and I was like, hey, how's it going? How you feeling? And they both said the same thing. Man, I needed that. It was a good reset. I feel good today. And, you know, that was only one time. Meditation really starts to work after you've been doing it for a while. But even after one time, you can still feel 
you know, you can feel the, the, the little reset that happened. But yeah, so I'm going to be doing it every Monday um, at seven o'clock the house and I'm inviting whoever. It doesn't matter. I'll pack I'll pack the whole house if I have to. Every room, the hallway, bedroom, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm we'll be meditating on top of each other. <laughs> I want to I want to help out the best way I can, and 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 I think when it comes to helping somebody too, this is kind of showing them how to help themselves. So I'm not really doing nothing for them. I'm showing them how to do it for themselves. No, but it's like a it's yeah. kind of like a camaraderie thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like you feel like, hey, you know, this is. This is a positive. People need to get together more often. I feel like I feel like and, and do positive things. I yeah. feel like a lot of times, like whenever I was getting together before, like I don't really hang out with a lot of people, you yeah. know. But it was always for something negative. It was always for like drinking or partying yeah. or something like that, smoking or whatever. But this was just like the completely like opposite. This was like a completely positive thing. It's, there was no like specific intentions. There was no like you know. It was just like group of people together yeah sit in the dark <laughs> be quiet for an hour <laughs> yeah you know it's like it's like you got to be the change that you want to see in the world you know we can't change people we can only change ourselves but in that and changing ourselves it's it's the spillover effect you know right. you start to you know do better yourselves and the people you hang out with it rubs off on them mm-hmm. sure this is the way that's Mandalorian. I don't know if you watched that. But <laughs> no, I'm still a Star Wars nerd, so um, yeah. But I thought I thought it was really, really, it was really positive, really good. I was really happy afterwards. I had to talk to my friend about some cancer stuff, and that was really. Usually, I would probably get a lot more upset about stuff like that whenever I have to talk about stuff like that. But I was just like, oh yeah, it's all good. Everything's fine. You know, the world's weird. It's just the way it is. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a great time, and I really appreciate you for uh, for hosting that at your house, and uh, I look forward. Yeah, to Yeah, man, next we're gonna Monday. keep it going every Monday. And then Sunday, what, we got something going on Sunday too, for the podcast. No, I thought we were gonna try to do like a men's. Oh, not yet. That's just the days that we're gonna try and get stuff together. But yeah, we're gonna try. I'm I'm gonna go full on with it because I was trying to get another guy in on it with me um, because he had already started a men's group but I've asked him you know a few different times and he's got a lot of stuff going on so I was like okay well I'm gonna get it together it's kind of like me pushing you into the podcast because I've been yeah. telling you let's do well, this well, for with a while. him he's already got this men's group together and okay. but but he he's got other stuff going on and I, I kept telling him hey let's go do this let's do this let's get the guys together let's so he he does bigger stuff like bigger men's retreats um but I, I was saying, like, maybe once a month, get the guys together just to hang out and do stuff. Go sleep out in nature. Go kayaking. Go do something. I mean, there's so much to do here in Florida. But um, I think it's important to get these guys together because I see a lot of guys that are hurting. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of guys that don't know where to turn to. Yep. You know, it's they're, they're afraid of being vulnerable. They're afraid of showing their emotions and and. For me, getting this together with these guys, I think it would help so much to let them know, like, hey, man, you know, when you're with us, you can be vulnerable. You want to cry? You can cry with us. You need to get something out? Get it out. Um, It's kind of a societal thing, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, maybe he's got some inner child wounds that that are starting to come up now. The idea of a macho, masculine man and you can't have any emotions. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being masculine and macho. Like, I... 
there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And you grow but, up as an adult, that stems from childhood. Yeah. <clears throat> if you think that you you can't show your emotions, you have to be this this um, strong, serious man, you know, that it stems from childhood. Maybe your dad or your caretaker, whoever it was, wouldn't let you cry. Mm-hmm. Told you, don't, don't cry. I'll give you something to cry about. Think of how many parents told us that. Right. You know, don't cry. I'll give you something to cry about. So you stop crying. And what are you doing? You're holding your emotions in. Then you grow up, you know, them saying that to you for years, you grow up thinking that you can't cry or you can't show your emotions. And that's something that I have to, I'm working on with my two sons is because I have to remember. Because like sometimes I'll get upset with them, you know, just crying. You know, in the back of my head, I'm like, why are you crying? Stop crying. But I have to be like, no, don't tell them to stop crying. Try to understand why they're crying instead, you know, and empathize and come down to their level and let's like meet in the middle and let's figure this out instead of just me getting upset with you for whatever you did you know you're a child you know i'm the adult you're not an adult so i can't expect you to act like an adult yeah i expect you to act like a child but i have to be there to respond appropriately you know what i'm saying so that i want to make sure that my son feels loved i don't want him to feel like you know ostracized or you know like I'm not on his side or, you know, he's all on his own or whatever, or it's like me versus him. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gotta be like a collective, you know, raising boys is, is definitely, it's tough. I I raised a girl. So yeah, it's different. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, trying to teach them to respect women, respect yourself. You know what I'm saying? You know, be strong, but you can also like have emotions and be vulnerable at times too. You know, it's okay feel emotions there's nothing wrong with that you know we're all humans so you know you're not excluded from emotions you're not exclu- excluded from feeling yeah you know feeling is what makes us human i think that i said that on the last podcast is you know and i really i actually thought about that a lot more i really think that what separates us is more so is like empathy so we can empathize with like you know how other people feel but animals don't empathize like chimpanzees they can love other chimpanzees but they cannot empathize. You know what I'm saying? That's like the one. That's yeah. one of the, the main emotions that sets us apart as a species from the animal kingdom. You know, is the 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 fact that we can you know see it from another perspective, and then empathize with somebody else, and then their feelings on a subject or whatever, and then you know kind of bring it to the same level. I do think. Well, it just depends on the the different animal. But I do know like apes and monkeys mm-hmm. are able to be empathetic like some you of can, them you can some of them there. just rape each other i mean i mean <laughs> even a dog like i've seen i've seen where a dog two dogs that kind of lived together for years and years and one of them dies and you can see how he's you know his emotions is he empathizing or is he just sad because uh, his friends gone? sad but still they they have that i see what you're saying on in, in being empathetic but they We're do able have to put our emotions into perspective or their emotions into perspective for us oh gotcha you know what i'm saying so like being able to, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a little bit different, you yeah. know, but, you know, but it's just like, yeah, like, I mean, dog to love other dogs. Like I've seen love in the animal kingdom. You know, speaking of empathy, though, I'm thinking about that. Oh, wait, I want to say this before. I should have said this at the beginning before we got started. But <laughs> everything that we talk about here, these are just our opinions. Um, you know, if you're having real issues or something, I would suggest to seek, you know, therapy or a professional for all this so yeah everything we talk about again like these are our opinions but um if you're having real issues please seek medical help please please that we can't stress that enough you know 
We're not therapists. So. Um, you know, again, mm-hmm. maybe having some inner child wounds is like some people weren't taught as a child to be empathetic, right. to have empathy for mm-hmm. what's going on. And I, can, I, I mean, I've seen that in my relationships. And it's because I, nobody empathized with them. Nobody had any empathy for them. Yeah, and I, and I feel, <clears throat> I mean, this is a little weird, but I feel like I attract that now. I, well, I did attract that. Not anymore, because I have an awareness now, you know, that's a lot different. Um, but I can see that, how, how it, it would affect someone in their relationships, not be able... I mean, we all have some sense of empathy in us, of course, we're human, but to different levels, you know, it could ruin a relationship when you can't attune to what somebody is feeling or your partner is feeling and you can't be empathetic with them, you know, that can ruin a relationship and they can think that you don't care, or you don't love them. And, it, and that's not it. That could be, that just could stem from, you know, how they were raised. So you can't take, I learned that you can't take that personally. And sometimes we do take it personally. Like, oh, well, I, how could you not feel this way for me? Blah, blah, blah. I'm going through this. And, it, and then that's not it, you know. And we look at them like, oh, you're just being selfish. You only think about yourself, blah, blah, blah. You know, they just don't know. And having that awareness could help you stop an argument. You know, knowing that it's not personal, it's just something that they go through. But do you really want to be in a relationship where they can't be empathetic for you? Mm -hmm. And most people say no. So, I mean, I don't think that I would want a relationship without empathy. Yeah, you know, when you're going through something, you you want your partner to to feel this with you, you know, because you're a team. You know what, and vice versa. What your partner goes through, you want to feel that with them. You want to be there when you can attune to your partner and be empathetic. To me, honestly, to keep a relationship alive, having empathy is one of the four things, four major things that you need in that relationship to stay connected. What are the other three? Um, I call this, and which I got from the workbook that I've done. It's man, you need to do the work. I've so been doing the work. Okay, but I've been doing. I've been doing it while I'm like okay. working. Like it's kind of so there's an some, issue. There's because <laughs> I find myself not That's doing awesome. my work. I mean, doing the work. Balance, you got to balance, balance. Yeah, it, yeah, but. yeah. But like I'll be like I'll sit, be sitting in the parking lot. Like uh, I can here, I can do this one real quick, and I yeah. can watch this video. It's only 11 minutes long. It's fine. <laughs> there's something in there called how to how to be her Superman, and when you think about Superman, what does Superman have? He has a cape. So there's an acronym C A P E, and the C stands for curiosity. So you want to have you, you want to be curious with your partner. You want to ask questions and be involved. You know, wonder about what's going on in her life. How, how, you know, ask her like, how's work going, or what's going on with the projects you got at work, or how's your mom or dad doing? How's your cousin? You know, anything that's going on in your life, you want to stay connected through curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is acceptance. So for A is acceptance. And you want to accept your partner as they are because sometimes our partner can be not how we want them to be. <laughs> and, and then, you know, you, you're going to shut down or you're going to withdraw. You're going to do whatever it is. But you, when you realize you can't take that personal and you say, you know, this is my partner. I love her. I got to accept this person the way they are and love them the way they are because that's what a relationship is. You, you really can't change your partner to be who you want them to be. And trust me, I've, I make that, I've made that mistake in all, almost all my relationships. But for the most part, I learned a lot these, this last, you know, couple of relationships that no, you can't change them and you do, you should accept them the way they are. But 
your partner might get confused on you changing them and growth. I'm glad we're bringing this up because it's been on my mind the last couple of weeks is that sometimes your partner, especially if they're avoidant attachment style, they're not used to change. And when they're growing, they think that's that you're they're changing or you're changing them, but you're not changing them at the core. They're just growing into a better person. And that growth can be scary for, for people, some people, when they're not used to it. Especially the avoidant attachment Especially style. the avoidance, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, they look at it, for sure. well, the way they look at it is that they're losing their sense of individuality. Mm-hmm. And they're not. They, but, but they don't see it that way. You know, because they've been a certain way and they've been avoided their whole life of, of staying in this, in this survival mode. Because they use that their whole life, how they, how they act, they used it to survive. Right. And so they're in this survival mode. The walls start coming down and they start being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are these fucking walls coming down? What are you doing to cause this? Yeah, you put yeah. this shit back up. Let me get get the fuck away from you real yeah. quick. You know? And, uh, I what? mean, that's not the last relationship I was in. That's basically exactly what happened. Yeah. So, uh, so Kate, we have C, um, curiosity, A, acceptance, um, P, patience? No. No. But you do have to have patience in a relationship. <laughs> What part of the workbook Women, is this? I haven't got to it yet. Uh, it's probably somewhere in the, maybe close I think to the I'm beginning. I like 12 or 13 and I haven't uh, gotten to oh, it. Oh, yeah, no, you're just a little further. But, oh, um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you do have to have patience yeah, for a woman that's very, very attractive um, yeah. because it shows your strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but P actually stands for playfulness because love is supposed to be fun. You know, love is not supposed to be serious all the time. You, you should be able to banter back and forth with your partner you should be able to bring y'all's inner child out together and be playful you know you don't always have to be serious and i i you know not too long um one of my relationships is she used to tickle me out of out of the blue laying in bed i hate that shit and this is, this is <laughs> that's like, that's how i feel but the weird it. thing of this was is i while she was doing it, I hated it, but I didn't want her to stop. Right, it was so yeah, weird. Yeah. It was like, stop touching me, and I'm laughing because it hurt. Like it, I was laughing so hard that it hurt. Right. So I would start touching her they back, like stop, like grabbing her or cooch or whatever, just trying to get her off of me. But you know, that's something that I miss. You know, I, I actually like that, even though I, I didn't like it at the time when it was every time it happened. But I, I do miss that. I like that. Um, the fact that she's doing that to try to get under your skin. And no, I mean she's you. just playing around. You know, yeah, she's just I being know, playful. That's, that's her way. Yeah. That's her way of bringing her inner child out. Right. And and I didn't think about that at the time, but I, you know, afterwards, after reflecting on on the relationship, I thought about so many things in a different light, and I think about that too. And like some people, how they bring their inner child out will be different than how you bring yours out, and. We got to respect that. And playing along with that, that's her playfulness. Mm-hmm. That's that's her way of making love fun. You know, and each each person that you're with, you got to find that. You know, everybody's going to be different. So find that playfulness with each other. Find, find what your partner likes, how she likes to be played with, you know, to have fun, to keep, to keep that, 
that inner child in the relationship. She or he. No, we're not going to. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. But I'm talking to you. (laughs) I mean, if you want a guy, it's up to you. But yeah. I'm good, bro. I think I like the. But the last one on Kate. So we got C, um, curiosity. A, acceptance. P for playfulness. And the last one for E is empathy. Empathy. Yeah. And I I know it's last on, on Kate, but that's just how it's spelled. But to me, I think empathy is probably the most important. Um, because us humans want connection. No matter how avoidant you are or if you're an anxious attachment style, either one, it doesn't matter. You still want connection. We Humans are just designed to have to be connected to another human being. But in order to stay connected, um, there has to be empathy there. Because how are you going to connect to somebody when you're telling them a story and, and they're just like, ah, yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, that's not being empathetic and you're not going to want to connect with that person. Right. So it, I it's think, like, where's your curiosity? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, empathy is, is so important. And I think empathy is important for the inner child, for the child itself. So if you have kids, you know, and they're going through something, they're telling you something about school or about what they found outside. Like if you look at your kid and see their face and how their emotions that they have when they're coming to you with the story. And if you can be empathetic with them and attuned to their level, you're going to make a greater connection with your kid. And and when they grow up, having that empathetic connection, it's going to be different for them in their relationships. They're going to have it a lot easier. So a lot of these things that, that we do um, and how we raise our kids, we're pretty much raising them for relationships, friendships, intimate relationships. We're raising them and showing them how to have them. Right. Whenever you... Yeah, if, if the kid sees that you care, yeah. they're going to grow up thinking that people care about me. Yeah, and, and if they <laughs> if you're not empathetic with your kids, then they're going to grow up thinking no one Nobody cares about them. Shit. Yeah. And no, they can't trust anyone. And that's sad because I've I've been around that recently. Yeah, me too, man. I've dealt a with lot that of people, heavily. A lot of people are like... It sucks. Yeah. Some person that I love more than anything in the world was just, you know, it was just like, damn. It's like, you can't... Walls, walls, and, walls. You know, and it's not our job to fix anyone. So when you meet a partner, you do have to look out for the red flags. And a lot of that is, you know, unhealed child wounds, childhood wounds. Yeah. So you can never really win with that. If they've got to do some healing on their own, no matter how much you love them, there's, there's nothing that you can do. Yeah, and I think there's, that, a, there's a line that you might want to draw for yourself on where you want to be. Well, you, you have to, to respect with that yourself, you know? Yeah. You have to respect yourself when it comes down to it. But so. you do have to pay attention to the, to the signs early and to, to know, like, okay, I don't think I should pursue this relationship. I see that you have a lot of issues, mm-hmm. you know, that need to, you know, maybe you don't have to maybe tell them. I mean, unless they really want to know and you want to be honest, you can let them know. Like, you know, I just see these, these issues that I don't think it's going to work. Um, you can be very loving about that to let them know. Some people will get defensive and say, well, there's nothing wrong with me. And Right. But yeah, that is hard Usually trying to tell someone that. Well, Anxious will probably try to fix it. I mean, them, like, we. Oh, well, let's make it work. Humans oh. do get defensive about <laughs> when you try to tell them about themselves because I even still do it. Like I had something come up yesterday that my daughter had brought up, and but because I'm 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 practicing a lot more, and like I went through this workbook, it totally changed my life on all this on how to communicate. So when my daughter brought something up to me, you know. In my head, I got defensive, and what I did was I tried to solve the problem at first. But then I took a step back, 
and I, I did what I, I started implementing my workbook, which is one, I was validating her feelings. Another, well, first of all, I, I mirrored her what she was saying. So she was telling me, you know, how she felt about the situation that had went on recently. So what I did was mirror that. I was like, oh, so you, you feel that blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yeah. And then, and then, you know, that's the first part. And then you validate. And so I was like, you know what? You're, you're right. It's, it's okay to feel that way, you know? And, you know, if I made you feel this way, blah, 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 I'm sorry. But after validation, then, then there comes the, the empathy part, you know? And then I'm like, you know what? If I was in your shoes, I would feel the same way too. Those three things right there is the ultimate way to connect to another human being. Mirror what they say, validate their feelings, and empathize. And I would have to say even more so for a woman. That right there will keep a connection, you know, strong in an intimate relationship or family members or whoever it may be. Um, that's that's probably the biggest thing I took out of this workbook recently. Um, Shout and, out, Craig Kenneth. Yeah, and <laughs> even doing even doing this for your you know for your children, they're gonna grow up having a secure attachment style just from you doing that. Mm-hmm. It's important. So let's secure these kids. Early on. Yeah. So they don't grow our, up our all kids, fucked up. Our like kids are our future, man. Having to do workbooks in our 40s. Yeah. <laughs> Better late than never, man. Um, oh, yeah. No, yeah. no. For sure. Like, I mean, hey, you know what? Our parents weren't into this stuff. They were just doing what they thought was right at the time, you know? they. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff is, is nuanced shit, you know? This, yeah. is, this is a new age type of thing. And a lot of these scientists weren't really studied back in the day. I mean, whenever my parents were growing up, it was just... Fucking wife stayed at home, man went to work, and this and this and that. And it was just, you know, it was cookie cutter. And uh, it's not like we did a lot of deep diving into our own psyches and stuff like that back in the day. I mean, some people did a little bit. And uh, I think that the, what was it, the, the, the 60s revolution, whenever everybody started doing drugs yeah. and stuff, <laughs> yeah. probably opened up some doors for what we're dealing with now, yeah. you know. But, um... It wasn't like a prevalent thing in society to be, you know, concerned. And I'm sure there was depressed people and they probably fucking prescribed them cocaine or heroin or something back, way back in the day before they thought it was bad. You know, just like they thought, you know, they would tell us to smoke cigarettes and shit. They, they didn't know any better. Yeah. But um, now we have a little bit more technology and, you know, we've studied a lot of things more so. We're lucky to be able to be able to do this kind of work. You know? Yeah. We are. We True. are. And my, our parents didn't have no fucking podcast to listen <laughs> to about this kind of stuff. So, <laughs> we're very, Thank you very all blessed. you seven listeners out there. Uh, are we up to seven now? I think you're seven. We seven. I think I saw an anchor. <laughs> Maybe seven. eight. I had someone else pop in today that, that commented on my Facebook about it. But, um, yeah, man. I, uh, no, I don't oh, think so. No, um, I'm glad we, we talked about this. It was just, it was, it was on my mind this weekend from the ceremony. And I think... Of course, there's so many important subjects that we can talk about when it comes to, you know, your mindset and healing and things like that. But when you think about it, everything starts from childhood. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest every once in a while, let that inner child out, you know, find a way to go out. If that inner child is a, you know, a free... Yeah, if you, well, even still, here's the deal. Maybe you didn't have a good childhood. Go and do something that you wanted to do as a child. 
What, what were you not able to do as a child to go be free? Go and do that. Find a way to do that. And find if you feel uncomfortable, find someone to do you know with you, um, a best friend, a family member, or, or your partner. And so, you know, if you if you are with someone, that'd be the perfect person. You know, that's that could create a bond. Is tell your partner, hey, let's go be kids again for a little bit. Let's go, let's go to the springs and just not have any cares in the whole world, like just for a couple hours. Or let's just dance in the living room tonight and act like kids. Let's do that and be free. Our and let's Nerf war, pillow fight. Let's build yeah. a fucking a fort out of couch cushions. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know? Like my just, parents never let me do that. So those, that's yeah, what I want to do. Well, your parents wouldn't <laughs> let you do. Go be a kid. Go do that. You know, um, kind of try not to have too much responsibility in that. And and what what you're gonna do to bring your inner child out? Think you do have to do something. You know, to be safe. You don't want to do nothing dangerous. But you get the point of what I'm saying, you know, just, I think it's very, very healthy to get, let that inner child out, you know, when you can, it's healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it brings you back. I think it, it brings you back to what life is really all about. Really? Yep. Yeah. That's a good idea, man. Do it. Do it. So Do there it. you go. All right. So, um, coming up. We've got, don't we have a couple of women coming on? We're going to be talking about some relationship stuff. Yeah, on um, September 8th. September 8th? Which will be next Wednesday. Not this coming, not tomorrow, but the following Wednesday. Um, I asked a few ladies um, some questions about love. So they're going to come on and give us their opinion on that. Um, I think that's going to be a really, really good one. I, I honestly, I'm kind of really waiting for this one because I want to hear what they have to say. You know, I want the I want the fellas to hear what these women have to say about love. Are they going to pay attention to it. No, we're doing or? a well. We can do a Zoom or just a phone call. A lot of them just said we can just give them a call on the phone and okay. they'll be able to to jump on. Um, I know one of them. At least one is probably going to come to the studio, right? Yeah, one um, one is coming. Um, but we'll get with her on that to, to be for sure. And, and then we have some plant medicine yeah, stuff coming Well, we too. have Brian coming on next week sometime. Also, not exactly sure when, but he's going to come and talk about um, just combo. just give us a solid date? Uh, well, man, he's got a lot going on. But no, yeah, I know. People have a lot of going on. Yeah, so going to do that. I'm just fucking around, Brian. And so, well, well, well Brian, since I didn't know when he was going to come on, I, I got with another friend um, – who lives in Texas, so I wanted to bring him on and replace if Brian couldn't be here. So if Brian can't get on, I'm actually going to have another friend come on and talk about Bufo. Uh, well, Buf- we can do both. Bufo, I mean, Well, Brian, we can do both. Brian's but... combo, Bufo. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So I don't... We can get somebody to talk about, you know, mushrooms or something yeah. else. Peyote, San Pedro, or whatever. But either way, we, we got, you know, quite a few... I got a, a bunch few, of friends that could talk about weed, bro. Quite a few guests. <laughs> <going. laughs> so... All right, well, cool. Um, well, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Um, on behalf of the Mindsetting Podcast, I'm David. And I'm Pablo. And I guess I hope you guys have a blessed, amazing day, week, month, year. Life. Your fucking life. Yes, sir. That's right. You know? And just remember. Don't forget, the world needs the real you. See y'all. <laughs>